when I was five, I'd been learning about investing. I was like, hey, I think I'd like to do this myself. And I went up to my dad and asked him, hey, dad, I think I'd like to start investing. What can I invest in? And him, shocked at a five-year-old, asking how he can start investing, replied with, Devin, invest in what you know. And I said, well, Dad, the only thing I know is Legos. And he said, well, go find a way to invest in that. And so I was creative and found a way to do it and messed a whole bunch of stuff up. But I learned more from that, which I took into my future investments. I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi everyone, I'm Jason Ballara and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today I'm here with Devin Wolwen. Devin found a way to invest in what he knew when he was only five years old. Uh, By the time he was seven, he started a company and started purchasing real estate. So it's it's probably no surprise to Devin, it's probably no surprise to listeners. Devin's definitely my youngest uh, guest I've ever had, which is super cool to get your perspective. but Devin, first of all, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for taking the time out today. I, I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me on here today. And let's just start. Let's let's start with with your background. Let's tell everybody a little bit about yourself, how you got started, kind of why you got started, that sort of thing. Well, I had always <laughs> been learning about business investing since I was born. My parents thought, "Hey, let's teach our kid." a little bit about this stuff. So maybe someday if they want to get into real estate, want to get into business, they can, they'll know a bit about this. They just wanted to teach me the actual useful stuff um, instead of all the everything that, all the random stuff that seems to be taught in schools today. And so I, when I was five, I'd been learning about investing. I was like, hey, I think I'd like to do this myself. And I went up to my dad and asked him, hey, dad, I think I'd like to start investing. What can I invest in? And him, shocked at a five-year-old, asking how he can start investing, replied with, Devin, invest in what you know. And I said, well, dad, the only thing I know is Legos. And he said, well, go find a way to invest in that. And so I was creative and found a way to do it and messed a whole bunch of stuff up. But I learned more from that, which I took into my future investments. Sure. And so, I mean, it's it's good advice for anyone at any age, invest in what you know. Um, What, how did you find a way to invest in Legos? What did you do? So it was actually a couple days later, I was looking um, 
Lego has or used to have uh, like magazines that I'd look through to pick out like Christmas presents or whatever. Uh, and I had seen that after a while, some of the sets I wanted to get, they disappeared and like they stopped making them. Uh, and you could still buy them from like eBay, but mm -hmm. the price was like twice as much. Another thing I had heard throughout my life was buy low, sell high. And I thought, wait a minute, if I buy it at the low price, wait for it to go up in value and then sell it, buy low, sell high. Yeah, that makes sense. I brought it to my dad, I was like, and if I remember correctly, he said something along the lines of, yeah, that will actually work. So I right, go figure out which one you and or how you want to do that. And I decided, hey, let's go for the oldest one I see on there, the Lego Death Star. I've seen it in every book for like three years or something, as long as I can remember. <laughs> and all right, so I just have to find the, a way to make enough money to buy a Lego Death Star, the biggest set I had ever put together. I think it was the biggest set they had at the time. Anyway, um, so I worked for my parents doing the basic stuff I knew how to do. They taught me how to reconcile their bank accounts. Just It's just like memory. Match this thing here to that thing there. And they turned it into a game for me. But anyway, I did that to make some money, but I didn't think I was making money fast enough. And so I decided to get a partner for it. And, you know, this is my first mistake. I decided instead of, instead of getting a partner that actually brought me what I needed, I'm going to bring my brother. Now, he's what could be called a hand-holding partner in this situation. He was there more for comfort than actually bringing what I needed because he was younger than I was and made even less money than I did and so when we by the time we actually got all the money together Lego had already retired the Lego set and so it actually cost us instead of $400 it was $500 which was that $100 difference was a lot of money for us at the time sure. um, but it also taught me the importance of time and doing things quickly. Or at least I should have learned that lesson. Uh, but they retired it. The price went up to about $700. So we could still make a little bit of money. Um, and then we decided, you know, what? we've already lost enough by not uh, buying it fast enough. Instead of using eBay, the professional... We're going to use this other website, Craigslist, because it's cheaper. eBay charged a 10% commission that I, for whatever reason, didn't want to pay. And so it was going to take even longer to sell it. And then the Lego, this is something I did not expect, released a second version of the same set. And so the price went back down to about what we had paid. And that's when I learned this lesson, always hire professionals. As I've heard one person say, if you think hiring a professional is expensive, try hiring an amateur. Yeah, yeah, that's a valid point. It, uh, go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead. It's just, it's it's a, you know, I think people people listening might think, oh, the, you know, this, this Lego story is 
it is you know kids learning and stuff but i mean these are these are valuable business lessons like again at any age at any stage in your you know business and entrepreneur journey so uh i think really important things to important things to to learn what did you move on to after uh after legos what was kind of the next step for you after legos the next couple of years uh wasn't quite as exciting um, from when I was five to when I was seven. A lot of what I was doing was more learning, and I had also bought some precious metals, mainly silver, because I had watched the series Hidden Secrets of Money on YouTube. Uh, it, great series, by the way. I watched that with my parents, and like, yeah, it's $30. I can buy a, a few ounces of that. Maybe I'll make some money someday. Maybe it'll be useful. And today I'm very happy I bought all the silver I had. I was buying it at like $18 an ounce then. And currently it costs like 25 or 30 to buy an ounce of silver. Right. I mean, I'm still buying it now, but it's still, uh, I had done that. And just the habit of investing, doing something to continue to grow. And then when I was seven years old, I decided you know, I think I'd like to start investing in real estate now, you know, like every seven-year-old. Right. Uh, and so my parents told me, hey, first, you got to read Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And I read that great book. And that that brings in a lot of the having the mindset of a wealthy person. And they also told me I had to go to this one very large real estate conference that they went to every year. And so I went to that and learned a handful of things there and decided, all right, I'd like to, or, well, no, I just said that. And then I just went through and went to find my first house. And the one I found, the first one I ended up buying was a house. It wasn't too far from where I lived. A uh, flipper had bought it. So someone had bought it and planned to just buy it, fix it up, and sell it for a profit. And they had gotten a loan with a balloon. So it, uh, they'd gotten a loan that instead of just paying on it for 10, 15, 20, 30 years, you, uh, they would pay on, pay down the loan for three years or something. And then they would owe all the rest of the money all at once. And you, so you and, bought that, oops, sorry, go ahead. So I, so they were in a time, they had a time crunch. They needed to sell this house. Otherwise they would have to come up with that large chunk of money and they probably didn't want to do that. And so if I could get in there, uh, get, uh, talk to them and close quickly uh, and solve their problem then I could get this house for a cheaper price than it was worth. I, I th According to the numbers me and my dad probably helped me out with, I thought it was worth $80,000. And I talked to them, and if I could close quickly, I could buy it for $50,000. And so now, I all, now all I had to do was find someone that could loan me $50,000. Piece of cake, piece of cake. Did you did you find someone? 
Yeah, I found a private lender. So just think of a private lender as just a random person uh, has a retirement uh, that they want to make more interest on or really anything. Uh, really anyone that just wants to make a higher interest rate than a bank account. Um, and they looked at this and was like, well, it's worth 80 and I'm loaning 50 on it. Worst case scenario, I get the $80,000 house that I loaned him $50,000 on. That's $30,000. Yeah, so it's a win-win either way for them. And they were happy to do that. And I had uh, I had to come up with a small down payment. My uh, What I had to bring was a $300 down payment. Still a bit of money for me. Uh, but it meant I actually put something into the deal. Uh, I put that into the deal. And then my dad was helping me through this and teaching me how to do this stuff because, well, I was seven at the time and he had done this hundreds of times. So of course I was learning from him. It's always good to have a mentor or someone that's done what you want to do. But anyway, uh, he helped me set this up. So it'll be paid off. I was on a nine-year and yeah, a nine-year loan, bought it seven. So uh, in the next year, I'm 16 years old. It'll be paid off since I just bought a truck and will want properties to pay that payment for me. Yeah, yeah. And have you been able to cash flow on that house since then? Uh, so. The way we had set up, it barely cash flowed, especially mm -hmm. at the beginning, which is the, what led me to my second deal that I can come back to. Uh, but as soon as it will be paid off, I'll be making five or maybe $800 a month. I'd have to look up the exact amount. Uh, but that'll roughly cover, uh, that'll cover a fairly nice vehicle. Yeah. I mean, not sports car, but, you know, uh, decent truck nice vehicle for your first vehicle that's a <laughs> it's not a bad not a bad payment to be able to have from uh cash flowing real estate at you know such a young age so that's that's fantastic um did you so you've continued to do this right this you've sort of continued to do this process yeah i repeated that and the next one i bought I bought it and said, so I would have a lot more cash flow. I actually bought a mobile home uh, and I got it at a very cheap price. So that way I could make a couple hundred dollars a month just from the start. Mm -hmm. um, and that would help me. Like if that first house went vacant, then I would be losing a lot of money, which I did not like. Uh, and so having that helped me out a lot. Um, after that, I bought a duplex and that I paid off, I think, a year or two ago. Um, and then I just kept buying uh, another house here, another house there, doing more creative things as I'm going and helping out more people. Uh, my, I think it was my dad, went out to lunch with a billionaire. And he asked, how do you become a billionaire? And, well, the billionaire replied, Step one, find out what people want, then go out and get it, and then give it to them at a profit. 
Yeah. It's just finding out what people want. In that first deal, they wanted to sell their house quickly. And if I can get that and give it to them at a profit, which I figured out how to do, I did that. And then we both end up happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, that's it. The, you know, billionaires, it, it, that's essentially how it works, right? It's like millionaires, they're solving bigger problems than, you know, sort of your, your, uh, everyday, you know, standard, uh, W2 employees and the billionaires are solving even bigger problems than that. That's ultimately what it comes down to is, is finding a way to solve problems and, be you know make that a profitable endeavor and 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 really that's it that's business uh, and same thing with real estate right we're solving people's problems um, either at the purchase ideally at the purchase and at the sale and you know if you're holding these properties it's you're solving someone's problem because they need a place to live so there's it's ultimately that's that's kind of the name of the game in in all of it really that that's that's how people. Uh, I guess that's capitalism. I <laughs> that's how yeah, it, how people make money. The more problems you can solve, or the bigger problems you can solve, the more money you can make. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And what does uh what does your portfolio look like now? Is it all you know, kind of smaller deals, or I think I saw in your bio that you you've uh, closed on a sixty unit complex. Um, so what's what's your focus at this point? Right now, I. Really, the, my entire business career, I have just looked to buy what's on sale. And a lot of what I found is smaller, like single family duplexes, stuff like that. And a couple of times I found bigger stuff. You had just mentioned a 60 unit. I bought 20% of a 60 unit. I found somebody that had a problem and wanted to sell that. And I just found a way that I could give him what he wanted while getting what I wanted. And so I just generally buy what's going to make me money either now or later. And how can I, and how can I do the deal? Um, and so I don't exactly focus on single family or multifamily. Uh, in my opinion, you don't just buy a few single family homes and then graduate and move up to a four unit. Uh, you just, all right, so I found a good deal on a single-family home. We buy that. Okay, I found a foreign unit here. Let's buy that. Oh, hey, here's another single-family home. We go buy that, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's just being opportunistic, right? And that's, that's to me, I agree with you 100%. That's that's the name of the game. It's it's kind of, you know, ultimately, if, you, if you're deciding to focus on one sp- specific very narrow lane if the market shifts or you have you know sort of a a change in um location or something i mean there's a lot of factors that could impact that and it's not to say that you should just go out and do everything without knowing about them but you know it, it is okay to look at you know what's the name of the game at the end of the day is, is to make money and so how do you do that how do you create good opportunities for uh, purchasing that you can make money and then, um, you know, from there grow and uh, scale and and provide impact and in, in whatever it is you're, you're looking to do in your, um, in your career. And, you know, there's something that I talk about a lot, Devin, is, is just like the power of time and, and being how for uh, younger people and 
quite honestly, when I've been saying it, I haven't been thinking at five or seven, but it's, uh, it, you know, younger people getting started earlier on, you just have so much more time for uh, things like you, you mentioned, you know, that first house is going to be paid off in a year. Like that's, that's the kind of stuff that now for the rest of your life, you could keep that and have cash flow from that, or you could sell it and roll that into something bigger or whatever you can, basically you have, you know, almost infinite options. And so I think that's, that's what people miss in, in that ability to have, um, you know, kind of delayed gratification at a young age is, is really, really challenging for a lot of people. It's challenging for a lot of older people. So it's not, it's not necessarily something that goes away, but it's, it's an important lesson, I think, for people to learn that, that this is, you know, kind of, this is what you have to do. You just have to get started. Uh, the earlier you get started, the earlier you're going to be at the point of being sort of uh, financially free, time free, work optional, all of that. So you, um, you have written some books. Want to talk about that a little bit? So a lot of the deals I just mentioned, I was mentioning earlier, and a whole lot more I talk about in my first book, If I Can Do It, So Can You. How I start buying real estate age seven. And it goes through all the details in it. And generally, this book teaches a whole lot of how to get started in real estate. Like, if I've done this, how can you do it too? And then uh, the other book I wrote is The Garage. This one I wrote more recently. Uh, so, my first one's for just anyone that wants to get into real estate. But for the kids that just want a fun story and the adults that want their kids to just kind of get started with some basic knowledge about business, then this book, The Garage, will be more for you. Um, and then also for all the parents, I'm betting my dad mentioned this, uh, my parents wrote The Family Success Triangle, how you can integrate family and business. And of course, my brother wrote The Treehouse. Uh, this is similar to my garage book. Actually, it's uh, they're both fictional stories actually written in the same universe. His book mentions my garage book. And there's another book called The Fallen Rise of Atlas Gold coming out this fall. That's the uh, second book in the series. Very cool. Are, you have, and, and you, you are have a sort of mentorship or something along the lines of where you're, you're teaching other young people kind of to do yeah. what you do. So for any, uh, any kids or teenagers four years old, I run a free online group where we talk to each other, learn from each other, mentor each other, and sometimes even make deals together where we're all trying to learn and grow together, whether it be business, investing, real estate, anything to do with making money, and countless other things. I'd, even Total World Domination came up that one time. Um, yeah, but I call it Millionaires in Training. And you can learn more about that on our website, realpowerfamily.com. Very cool, very cool. Devin, I, I want to switch gears. I want to get to ask you the questions I ask every guest. And I think uh, there's definitely be some unique spins here because because of your age and um, not to harp on it. I just think it's 
it's an, it's actually important for people to realize, you know, you can get started this early and, and have, um, kind of success at a young age and, and, and you don't have to feel rushed, just have, you have time to sort of build that portfolio. So, um, the name of the show is know your why, and I, I'm honestly curious as to, you know, sort of for myself, I didn't even know that that was a thing. I didn't know, um, that was a term that people used or, or, or what it was, you know, until a few years back and, and it's become very, a big passion of mine. So I always ask every guest, uh, what is your, why, what, what's driving you, um, you know, towards success. You're, you are very young. You, you've started at, you know, such a young age, what, what kind of pushes you forward, you know, when, when there are hard days? Well, at the very start of investing, I, I started because I wanted to have more fun. I didn't want to get trapped in the go get a job and work most of your life. Uh, and eventually it transitioned, especially after publishing my first book into, well, I'm doing fairly well. Let's help other people do this. And now it's becoming, how can I make this? Oh, how can I change the entire world by teaching people financial education, especially my generation? Uh, that's why I started that Millionaires in Training group. If I can teach like half or all of the world, all of my generation about how to make money, then um, how to make money by helping people. Imagine how many more people I could help than just trying to do it all myself. Uh, every night, my parents tell me to dream about making the world a better place. And so that's what I want to do. I want to make the world a better place. Yeah, that's amazing. It, it It's, uh, I think, funny that you, that you sort of started with, at the beginning, I wanted to have more fun. And, and I, I'm... Again, I'm sure there are a lot of adults that would, you know, think this like, oh, this this isn't fun. What you're doing isn't fun. That's that's not. Uh, why would a kid think? Why would a kid do this and and say he wants to have more fun? But that's just it. Like, it is fun. It's kind of like a game, and you know, seeing those successes and freeing yourself up financially at such a young age is going to make the rest of your life really fun. And it's like, if people would just realize that, that, you know, a little bit of hard work in the beginning, like <laughs> you, uh, you hit the nail on the head there, like treating this as a game. I mentioned earlier, my parents got me, uh, taught me how to reconcile as if it was the game memory. Uh, I got into real estate. This is something I didn't mention earlier. They had me playing the board game Cash Flow, also by Robert Kiyosaki. A uh, great game for everyone to play, especially with their families. Um, I was just playing that last night, uh, teaching a few new people how to play. Um, but I just playing that. And then when I was actually doing real estate, I was just playing that game, but in real life. Right, right. And I mean, so it's, it's, you know, you, you could sit and play video games or you could go out and play real life games and make money at it and and create success at an early age so i think i, I think it's amazing i think uh you know cool that your parents have you know taught you these things and been been there as guidance and support um 
My second question is 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 just one designed to help people get to know you better, um, just as a person. Uh, what do you do for fun? What you know, special skills, hobbies? What what something uh, that maybe people don't know about you and and um, would get let them get to know you a little bit better? Well, uh, probably later today, I'm going to be working with my mom, either canning or working on the farm or something. I guess we have a farm, like. Uh, we dress up for business, and we also go work on a farm sometimes. Also, I still play with Legos. Yeah. Um, like, what do you think with the, I do with any extra money I earn from real estate? Of course, I'm still getting Legos. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, playing with those, like, you gotta have some fun in life. If you're, if you don't take some of the money you earn. And I think I frequently say the number 10% and take 10% of the money you make and put it towards something fun. You know, for me, that's Legos. For some people, that's any number of other things. Uh, but having, uh, being able to have fun with it makes all of the work worth it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you need to have an outlet. And it, it like we just said that, that being in real estate, being in business is, is fun. It can be gamified, but the, they're also if if that's your whole life if that's every minute then it it will become a little bit less fun so you do have to have that outlet and you know whether that's legos or it's not i mean video games fine that there's nothing wrong with any of those things it's just a matter of you know realizing that you can you can take uh take real life skills and and make them enjoyable um Tell us again, what's the best way to reach you? What's your website? How do you want people to reach out to you when they hear this? So if for anyone here, you can view more details about us, find out about the that young entrepreneur group, uh, get our books, and just uh, contact us if there's some reason you want to do that at uh, realpowerfamily.com. Uh, final question for you, Devin, and, and this is... I think you're doing this in your um, millionaires and training group, but but what advice would you give to someone who's uh, wants to get started in real estate, wants to, wants to kind of, they hear this, they, they follow in your footsteps. What, what would you tell them? I'd say for anyone that wants to do that, read our books, read other people's books on that same website, realpowerfamily.com. We have lists of good books to read, good videos to watch uh, with your family and just on your own, but to uh, learn more and then take action because you never get anywhere without taking action. So whether that's gangster investing, starting a business, uh, buying real estate, whatever it is, but take action. Because you can learn everything in the world, but if you don't use it, then it's more shelf help than self help. Very good, very good. Quote to wrap it up on. I like it. Um, well, listen, Evan, this this was great. Uh, definitely uh, appreciate having you on. I appreciate your perspective. I, I think uh, it is extremely valuable for for people to see that this is something that you know. You can start virtually at any age. You can start, you know, sort of looking at your your future, uh, building your future, designing it the way you want it to be, and 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 still have fun at it. So, thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing your story. Thank you very much.
Folks listening, I know you're going to get a lot of value out of this episode. Um, please like, rate, and review the show so we can get more great guests like Devin. Um, and thank you all for listening. I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you.